0: Are we ready to start?
1: I'm ready. Yes,
0: I'm. I'm ready. Excellent. I shall play the music.
2: Ta-da! Well Great. done, Michael. You didn't interrupt this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been doing my best. I'm on my best behaviour.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I like the long intro. You know.
1: Oh, we could, we could cut it back. Sure, You're in what charge. Other
0: people
2: think? I prefer the short intro, oh, but I thought people liked the long one, so I was happy to leave it. Leave it be.
1: Now we can like go, the go back to short. One. Yeah. Like Ooh. that time they changed the name of Coco Pops and everyone hated it, and then they changed it back like two months later.
0: What? What did they change it to?
1: It was Choco Crispies.
3: Oh, oh my God! Yes, I... wait, no, yes, that's that's that's, uh, that's the
1: that's the name
3: that it's always had in Mexico. And cocoa pops have always been Choco crispies.
1: Oh,
3: wow! Well,
2: they're clearly, pop rather crispies.
3: Well, to be fair, they're not the shape of cocoa pops. So, as in that's a name that we would have in one of our cereals, except <laughs> it wouldn't be the same shape. So, it would be. Ah, uh-huh,
0: yeah. This is a a different cereal.
3: It is, I mean, yeah, I guess it is a different cereal. They just used uh, another name. I was very sad to know that you couldn't get Choco crispies here and in the UK. What are they like? Um, Basically, like, rice and water coated in chocolate.
2: Oh, that's what Coco mm-hmm. Pops are, isn't it? Like puffed rice.
3: Except cocoa pops are in the shape of a sphere.
1: No, no, no. They're they're like little grains of rice, like you say. What are you thinking of Nesquik?
3: No, I I thought I was thinking of cocoa pops.
1: No, cocoa pops are they're like Rice Krispies.
3: Really? Well, in that case, yeah, they're just exactly the same thing. They, they are they're just equivalent
1: to chocolate Krispies, and they should be called then. <laughs> well, if, you, if you'd if you been in the UK for a couple of glorious months <laughs> in the late 90s, they would have been.
2: But at Choco that Chris- point, can- Fernando mm-hmm. was already somewhere that they were called Choco Crispies. So.
1: And they're
3: still called Choco Crispies <laughs> over there.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, we've all learned something today.
0: <laughs> Choco Crispies, uh, that's a name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been good
0: oh <laughs> well, the sound cut out there sorry I didn't hear what you said Michael
1: none of us said anything there was nothing oh. to be said
0: <laughs> I was giggling. I posed an excellent new rebrand <laughs> Cocoa Crisps
1: Cocoa Crisps sounds mm. like they'd be crisps doesn't it
0: yeah yeah maybe <laughs> I'll work on it and get in touch with them
1: so this <laughs> this week's film was uh, Crisp Camp. I mean uh what was it?
3: Choco camp Crip Camp. Choco Camp Crip
1: Camp. Crip <laughs> Camp. Um uh, yes. Fernando, I'm so sorry we couldn't watch uh high school musical oh, yeah. El Des- I wanna say Desafio. El Despacito but Desafio, <laughs> that was up. I sorry. think it would be better if it were despacito. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's it's a real shame that we couldn't see that and I hope if we track down some kind of illicit black market DVD of it sometime we will be able to watch it or if we all learn Spanish or if we all learn Spanish I wonder if we can buy it from Amazon
0: I think I checked
1: oh I checked and I also checked uh, Amazon Spain and Amazon Mexico and none of them have it (laughs) then we is this, is this
3: all just a myth? In, does the movie in, even exist?
0: Well, you can buy the soundtrack on Amazon.
1: Yeah. So oh, that's getting just somewhere.
0: we could it out. <laughs> True, we could write our own script and just play the soundtrack along. Yeah. And then discuss our that performances. much better. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have been really good. In fact, I, I also looked into it and... Um, was apparently for a while called Viva High School Musical. Yes. that was like the alternative oh. title. So then I had to do all the searching all over again for that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but even like eBay didn't turn up anything. Uh, it's a real this shame. I think so we could just about have tracked down the Brazilian mm. one that seemed to be a bit more, a bit more accessible.
2: Wow! But High it's in School Russian Musical Spanish. or
1: Desafio, <laughs> <laughs> Russian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Portuguese sounds like Spanish but also with a little bit of Russian in there. No? Just agree. Absolutely. interesting.
3: Oh, yeah. I totally
1: agree. Although actually the Brazilians yeah. don't don't quite do that same weird thing. They they sound a bit more normal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but I did watch the first the first song in that YouTube version that uh, that Laura found. Uh, it was it was quite exciting, but I sort of had to make the story up myself.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, we should have watched it anyway and come together to see what different stories we had.
1: <laughs> We'd have to let Fernando go last, otherwise.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, can we? I think we should do that anyway as a bonus episode. Oh, that would be yeah. kind of
1: fun, wouldn't that?
0: Yeah. Though <laughs> we write our own story. Yeah, I think we should. Let's High do it. High
1: School Musical El Desafío. Yeah. In Spanish with no subtitles.
0: <laughs> then I feel less bad about the fact that this is the first film that we failed to source. Yeah. We always source them.
1: We even got Nothing. the song catch. We had to like, import of. a DVD from yeah. Australia or something, didn't we? <laughs>
2: yeah. Who the hell suggested that film?
1: Oh. <laughs> well, maybe that should be the first thing that we all do um, together after the lockdown's over. We should all get together and watch it and maybe, like, like pause every 20 yeah. minutes and just discuss what's been happening so far. <laughs> I think that'll that be good. Sounds great.
0: Yeah, I think we should do that. <laughs> we could do it in can.
1: <laughs> in can. <gasps> On the, on the street, like next to the entrance that's guarded by a load of burly uh, security men who won't let us in.
0: My sister said you can go there. They do have like a public screening of some things, apparently. Okay. Like open and outdoors. and also not want to go to that. People at her work are going because they are technically industry. So I'm trying to make her see if she can oh. get us anything.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, that would be really good. Wouldn't it? Yeah, you need to really push her on that.
0: Yeah, I will. I mean,
2: uh, it's got to be an invitation only thing that we go to, though. (laughs) I don't think we should stoop to public performances. (laughs) (laughs) We're an established podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Crip Camp, anyone? Crip Camp.
1: Crip Camp. Uh, Fernando, where did you hear about this film? Um, well,
3: perhaps unsurprisingly, I believe that I heard of it from the New York Times. Yeah, oh, okay. Mm. Uh
0: Not unsurprisingly.
3: Uh, why
0: unsurprisingly? Is that where you got your recommendations before?
3: I mean, no, but sometimes I go to their art section and the subsection of movies and... Hmm. See what hmm. they can recommend.
0: Well, I'm surprised by this news. <laughs> <gasps> Therefore un unsurprising. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being de uh, unsurprised
1: <laughs> So what 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 uh what did the New York Times say about it? What was it that uh, that lured you in and made you think I want to watch this? Um I think it was just as an I icon- can't
3: I'm looking for the article and I cannot find it, but I think it was just uh, the title of the article was uh, some films that you need to watch during the quarantine or something like that. Um, Mm. mm, So it wasn't very journalistic. It was just a list of films that someone thought were interesting and they were recommending for you to watch during this time.
1: Ah, the New York Times is basically BuzzFeed, isn't it? It is. Ten amazing <laughs> movies you won't believe you haven't seen. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
3: hmm
1: <laughs> That was good. Um, so I have to admit, when, when you first suggested it, my heart descended a little bit because <laughs> I thought it was going to be about gang wars in, like, California because <laughs> uh-huh. there's a big gang called the Crips. And I was thinking, oh, no, this is going to be, like... Uh, and also, it was, yeah, like a 2020 Netflix movie. I thought, oh man, it's going to be like Spencer Confidential all over again. <laughs> Which is why, when we put it on, uh-huh. I was delighted to discover that it was a really interesting film, um, and I learned quite a lot that I didn't know. Hmm. Did you find yeah. the same? Yes, exactly. And I, uh, I guess that's that's uh, th- that means that the documentary was a good documentary because then you learned something yet hmm. you didn't know before. Yeah. Hmm. Um, much like the, I mean, this is the second documentary that we've seen in the club, isn't it? And the first mm-hmm. One, mm-hmm. Was, uh, one was was the one in about one day in September about the Munich disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and that also was something I just didn't know anything about, and I learned a lot about, and that was that was really good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Claire, did you like it?
2: Yeah, um, I found. Think- my attention sort of drifting occasionally, um, hmm. but I yeah I, th- I thought it was very interesting, and I think it's a it's still a very sensitive topic to talk about. I think they they did a good job of like not covering up the the language of the time that. Hmm we mm-hmm. now think of as completely inappropriate
1: and you think words like retarded yeah. yeah even
2: calling it crip camp i feel is yeah is a bold yeah. move um but i don't think they they don't i don't think they did that to shock i felt like they did did well with that um mm. so i found it just interesting um yeah i think it, it could have been a, a shocking and <sighs> really inflammatory sort of documentary, and it wasn't. It was just interesting and, like, balanced, I think. Yeah, okay. It, I think is my opinion.
1: That's good. <laughs> yeah, it would have been easy for them to to make it more shocking and to sort of go for the heartstrings more, but they they instead just sort of presented... A moment in time presented a story about some people
3: mm. doing
1: something historically important, uh, and it that story seemed to sort of speak for itself without them having to make it amazing or make it shocking. It was just mm. they just told the story faithfully, or seemed to. I, I like that.
2: Mm. Mm. How about you guys? Laura
0: and Fernando. Yeah, I, p- I pretty much agree. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a lovely documentary. I really liked it, um, and I learned stuff that I didn't know about as well. I don't think it was perfect. I would change a few things, hmm. but I, I didn't. I enjoyed ah. watching it, and I found it quite gripping and yeah, interesting and illuminating and things like that. What about hmm. you, Fernando?
3: I indeed, indeed. I I also liked it. I I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed learning about the history of the civil rights movement. Well, I'm not sure if it was the civil rights, but the, I guess, extension of the civil rights movement. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: And I guess I was somehow happy to see that <laughs> More buildings now are accessible um, for people with different abilities. Uh, That's nice. (laughs) But I also wonder how many buildings are still not accessible and how many, uh, uh, yes, and how often they still encounter places that they cannot easily navigate through because of their situation.
0: Yeah, I wonder that as well. And I was thinking, like, my building in anthropology because it, it's in the quad, St. Salvatore's Quad and so much of it is is totally inaccessible because there's no lifts or it's mm. all stairs and just it would be impossible yeah yeah
1: even wow.
2: in your buildings even the per day is pretty rubbish um, if you want to get round with a, a wheelchair um, and it was built in what, like the 70s or something um. Yeah, it's just not. N- none of it's simple. I don't think. Yeah, we've, I think we've we've come far from there, but yeah. still a lot to do. You
1: mm-hmm. can see it in the design of these buildings, can't you? That some of these buildings, it just wasn't even something they thought about. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there were a few. A few different facets to that that they seemed to be talking about in in the film, and w- one of them was just not not regarding disabled people as people who might want to have jobs uh, and work yeah. in universities and that kind of thing. Um, and then another part of it that that sort of s- seemed to strike a chord with me was um, them talking about. Uh, how grateful they feel and saying "It so many things have changed for the better uh, and we feel so grateful for these things. Isn't it a shame that we have to feel grateful uh, for the ability to sort of go into a building um, and no one else has to feel that? I, yeah. that I, I hadn't thought of it like that before. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, I wonder if a, a lot of the buildings – maybe like the Maths building in St Andrews would have been built just at the time where they were thinking we'll put something in to to give people who use wheelchairs uh some kind of vague access to the building and and surely that should be enough, shouldn't it? That they'll they'll be happy enough with that um, without thinking, well people could complain that this isn't good enough. Uh yeah. It's a funny thought.
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. Weren't the teenagers funny? <laughs> <laughs> All teenagers are just so, so sort of bright-eyed and kind of confused about everything. Um, and I, I just, I really enjoyed. That. I think it was a good choice to to start it off with. Um, you know, there's it's a, a story about people who changed the world by lobbying the US government and everyone setting up entire companies. But it, it started with a bunch of sort of slightly uh, <laughs> awkward teenagers trying to navigate their social lives at a camp. Um, I really liked yeah, that. Yeah, that was
0: lovely. <laughs> it made me really worried for what the rest of the film was going to be because I had no idea what it was about. But it started off with this sort of utopian kind of summer camp. And I thought, oh, God, what's going to go wrong? They're going to be mm-hmm. abusing the children or something. That'll be the <laughs> oh. next <laughs> half. And it'll just all crumble into <laughs> dust because nothing is ever that utopian or lovely or nice or...
1: <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: You know, it'll reel us in and make us think it's all great. Oh. But luckily... It was just nice, a nice easy <laughs> ride about them being oppressed as in general.
1: <laughs> uh, no, do you know it was an easy ride overall, wasn't it? As a film, it,
0: oh yeah, as a film, as a film.
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, they had to do a lot to to get where they ended up getting in <laughs> that. But it, there, there was never a maybe it's because we knew that in the end they introduced the Disability Act and we knew that all the stuff they were complaining about did get a lot better. Uh, but they were, yeah, I was thinking a few times where's this all going to go wrong. But it was a quite a hopeful, positive, upbeat story. Yeah, it
0: was. Yeah,
1: all in all, and yeah, that it ended was good.
0: on a nice. It was yeah, it was very positive. I think Which was- they could have totally gone a completely different direction and tone and and things, but it was uplifting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah well, if
2: you. If you told that from the point of view of someone who wanted everything to be perfect at the end, then it was a long way away from being a happy ending.
0: Oh yeah.
3: Mm.
2: But framing it as, do you know what, people worked really hard and and did do a lot of good. Um yeah, it does it makes it that bit nicer to watch it. It's a happy mm. ending, isn't it? Um I think it's interesting in the the current political climate <laughs> um, <laughs> seeing that yeah. um protest and what was yeah just actually affecting change um, see, seeing protest work I think was Yeah
1: you're talking about the protests in America at the moment yeah yeah um,
0: mm. It was interesting that the police wouldn't, like, were almost afraid to touch them.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they would eventually, eventually arrest them, and we we did see them finally putting them into into vans and stuff, didn't we? But Mm -hmm. I, I wonder if it was, I wonder if in, like, the 60s they tended not to come down so hard on protesters and stuff. I don't that's think pro- so. No. no, maybe not. I, no. I, I feel like that's the case in the UK, that there was a lot more, uh, you know, riot police and stuff will, if, if there's a, a protest going on in the UK now, there'll be a lot of kettling the protesters in, surrounding them, you know, messing them around a bit, you know, covered, with, squirt them with a massive hose so they all go home, whereas back then there was a bit more, we'll just let people protest. But no, I think in America it was pretty terrible, wasn't that?
2: Yeah. I mean that's followed the yeah, the original civil rights movement, didn't it? Where well, there were hmm. riots and horrible amounts of police brutality.
1: Yeah, that's right.
3: Do you think that the reaction of the police um, is basically in response to the also perhaps increasing um, Reaction of the people that are protesting as in maybe, I'm actually not sure, but then I'm, I was thinking maybe in the past people were more mm, mindful of other people's properties and now they are so enraged because they've waited for so long that they now are too quick to, um, Said buildings and fire, and then hmm. break glasses I, I, and things like that?
0: I, I don't think so. I, do, I don't know much about it, but from what I was reading, the, the sort of C- Civil Rights Act of, what was it 1968 or something, came after like mass riots and looting and violence and this same sort of destruction of property, which is what gained a lot of ground. So I was reading after the assassination of Martin Luther King, for instance, because hundreds of millions... Or maybe, I'm not sure what it is because again I don't really know much about it, but it was the same thing. This kind of like just violent looting and things like that that yeah. completely justified, obviously. But like, I don't think this is a new thing. Certainly, Hmm. and I yeah.
1: So but I can't account that- for
0: it, but who knows what happens in America? To be honest,
1: <laughs> yeah. I suppose the the police were yeah maybe the violence is is key to it um in America when when the police overreact and when they shut down protests and knock people about and throw them into the back of vans and stuff. It's it's usually either because of or with the excuse that they could be violent and end up doing a person or property damage. Mm. And I suppose they just it wouldn't have occurred to them that a bunch of people Sitting in the road in wheelchairs could actually uh, w- would cause a threat to anyone. Is that the difference that we were seeing?
2: I think there was an element of that, like a, a complete disrespect for the power of the the people there, because hmm. um, it was a complete mix of disabilities. Um, so I think it it was unfair to see them all as like unable to fight back um, yeah but yeah i I think that like s- standing back was a a reaction to seeing someone as physically vulnerable um
1: yeah okay,
2: but I mean that that respect certainly doesn't exist now you see pictures of like policemen pushing over like elderly people or people with sticks or whatever like it's just tear gassing people just sitting on their porch yeah yeah people who are not a threat um do get hurt now Hmm.
1: so maybe it was a different mentality back then in the police i don't know Hmm.
2: maybe not back then but certainly in this instance.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: Hmm.
1: It was quite something to watch the protest, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And I think it was a a very good example of how uh how maybe non-violent and measured, reasoned protest can really make things happen. It was a, a the bit that really stuck with me from that film was uh, was Judy uh debating with the guy who'd been sent by the government mm-hmm. to negotiate yeah. with them who'd obviously been been sent with absolutely no cards in his hand and nothing to offer and and they didn't start chanting at him or start throwing things at him they she just sat there for <clears throat> what appeared to be hours. And you could see how how worn out and how um, how she was sweating. She was just so tired because she'd just been doing this for so long. Um, but she was still just persevering and talking to him and saying, "This is why this is not good enough." And it maybe ended up having a having a real effect, and that that was good to see because sometimes it you can feel that maybe nothing really gets done until people start smashing glass and causing damage and that's when people start to listen up. Uh, So, yeah, it's good good to see that that sometimes good things can happen from peaceful protest.
3: Mm.
0: It's difficult, isn't it? I I don't know. Because, yeah, it is lovely to see that kind of dialogue and discussion, or not dialogue since he never really responded, but. Peaceful protest, certainly, but it does also seem like violence is entirely justified sometimes, and does get stuff done.
1: Hmm. Oh, entirely justified. Now here's here's where well, we get
0: not violence against uh-huh. people, but the destruction of property and like okay that kind of. It's difficult again. Uh, I wish I knew more about it, and I wish I'd read more about. Mm. It stuff like this because I, I don't really have a fully formed opinion but I just there there's something uncomfortable about about uh, going you know about um what am I trying to say <laughs> <laughs> about demonizing people who are doing that kind of destruction of property without really understanding the whole context or this frustration and this because you know the, the fact that people are dying at the hands of the police which is causing this justifiable rage and anger that Oof. I don't mm. know it's very upsetting isn't it the whole thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't like to use this as an example of peaceful protest works therefore there's no excuse for violence. Yeah. Mm. Um I feel like in some cases violence is a response to provocation and as we were saying you know there there wasn't the same police violence in this case. So, whether that's the trigger or whether, you know, centuries of oppression is the trigger, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's great to see it working. But that doesn't mean it would work every time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you think maybe a lot of the changes that have happened in the past couldn't have happened without that that use of force?
2: Yeah. I certainly think that the civil rights movement preceded it i think i think the peaceful approach does wonders for the cause yeah. but it doesn't does it doesn't necessarily result in action
1: yeah okay
0: probably a combination who knows we we're not we the authorities know. on this <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's I why shouldn't... we're
1: here though right to to have a go at judging well, things that we don't yeah. definitely know
0: I'm just conscious of how white and abled I am of like yeah. I, I just I need to read more about
1: it.
0: <laughs> I keep say, I say that every time and I never do.
1: Say it like every time. Typical,
0: typical bloody white person.
1: Well the thing is there's something um, else to read about, isn't there? There's always something else to read about. We can't know everything.
0: Mm. Yeah. I was telling Fernando um today actually when we met up there, I just watched Do the Right Thing. Has anyone seen it? No. Never do you know Spike that. Lee? Mm. like yeah. the black filmmaker who often makes films about sort of black rights and black activism and stuff. Yeah. Can, oh, I, I would need to spoil it to make my point. Can I huh. spoil a little bit? Oh, oh, well, so the film is basically it's set over the course of one day and it just, it's all about these sort of rising racial tensions. And mm. in the end, um, one of the characters, Radio Rahim, is, is murdered by the police um and one of the main characters then throws a sort of garbage can through his employer's shop window hmm. and it starts this kind of riot where they just destroy this person's business um and i was like oh that's terrible that they that they this is senseless this is they're not hmm. achieving anything it's just violence it's just horrible even like i was e- equally upset obviously about the person who was killed by the police but And then, but Spike Lee has said about the film: if you question whether Mookie, the character who throws it to start off the riot, has done the right thing, then you've not understood the film. Which I was like, "Oh wow!" Oh, and he ends the film on a quote from Malcolm X about how violence is enacted against black people essentially, and that violence and self-defense isn't violence. Hmm. It's still a very challenging film. Interesting
1: that that does sound challenging. I I mean. If you throw a throw a, a bin through a window, that's not quite self-defense, is it?
0: No, again, that's film, why it's no kind medical. of provocative. Yeah, you're not yeah.
1: that's it. Yeah.
0: That's what I thought. I <laughs> you're not getting it. I
1: think I kind of hate that as a as a response. <laughs> it, it's a bit like the um if you don't know what you've done wrong, I'm not telling you. <laughs> um <laughs>
2: I think it's, if you don't know what you've done wrong, there's no point in me telling you, yeah. which is my favourite way of phrasing it. Yes. Which is entirely um, useless.
1: I'd be willing to say, if if we watched your film and came to a different conclusion, maybe you didn't direct it properly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think he would say that he doesn't really care about white audiences understanding his work or not.
1: Oh, That's fine then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not far off. <laughs>
0: yeah. But anyway, it's very different. So putting that together with other people who are saying, you know, look at this sort of mass murder of black people at the hands of the police, it, the looting does not matter. Mm. Well,
1: except it, it does matter if the looting is not against the police, like if they go and smash up a police station when that police station has officers that are racist and has defended them. Then that seems like retaliation. If it gets to stuff like the England riots in 2011, then that was sort of just attacking random businesses and stealing stuff. Um, and uh, there's a there's a big distinction I've between about those. That.
0: What was that about again?
1: Yeah, that was a very similar thing. That was uh, someone. I think it was a a black a, a young black man had been. Uh, shot by the police in London under questionable circumstances, mm. and but it it all went, this was an example of violence and rioting going terribly wrong. So there was sort of the following night there was a, a protest where they protested against the police, and then like the night afterwards, that got a bit more out of hand and they started smashing stuff, and then just huge numbers of people who had who i think we would have to say don't didn't really know why it had all started um just saw that there was some rioting going on it was a hot summer people were people were restless and a load of people just went out and started breaking into supermarkets and nicking all the TVs and there was <laughs> so much of it going on that the police couldn't keep up and it spread to different cities and and there was no that there, there was no marching with placards and shouting at the police it was just looting um and so yeah when i uh, i'm tempted to say well that that protest would definitely have been a lot better if they'd kept it peaceful wouldn't it um or at least if they'd kept it focused somehow uh yeah
2: i don't know i uh, hmm. i think the trouble with that one is that it wasn't necessarily protesters who were carrying out the uh, violence. It was criminals I mean, who wanted a new pair of shoes. Um, exactly. And that um yeah, I think that was a bit different because that was just genuinely people like the the family it was um Mark Duggan, I think the guy who okay. was killed his family specifically asked people to stay home and not protest and stuff like that mm. and it was just people who wanted a bit of a fight um, who were going out um, rather than yeah. it, it, that was never going to affect change I don't think no nah. because um, yeah there wasn't the whole, the whole the whole peaceful build up and it was just, all right, this is an excuse for a Barney. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah so I suppose if you can, a big difference with what's happening in America is I think everybody who's doing the stuff out there really knows what they're doing it for and is keeping it linked to why they're yeah. protesting. Um, and that's very different. Well,
2: I think, yeah. But in crip camp. <laughs> in Crip camp, <laughs> wow. Oh. That, was, that was a while yeah. ago. The protest did not really become violent, which is good.
1: Yeah, it was more, more uh, Gandhi than. What's the name of someone violent? <laughs> it was uh... a peaceful protest. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, and it, yeah, maybe it, I yeah. All I was saying there was it's it's good to see that at least sometimes it it can be possible to affect change without without force. Mm. Uh, and that says mm. something good for for the US and for democracy, yeah. uh, at least for one data point.
2: <laughs> Anyone else's new lifetime hero, Judy Hoyman Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah I that's it. it. I'm just done now. <laughs> Want to be her? <laughs> oh,
3: she's so cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love Judy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was really good. I loved her yeah. accent. I loved her glasses. <laughs> I loved the things she was saying. I loved her outlook.
2: <laughs> uh, I loved how she treated everyone. Like, as a leader, mm. I thought she was phenomenal. I think people could properly learn from giving mm. everyone a voice and
1: oh, just. It was good.
2: Oh, she was just great. And
1: they didn't make it too obvious, but so one, one note I made was. One of the first scenes at the camp is her talking about uh, what they're going to eat on Wednesday. <laughs> lasagna. And saying, who wants lasagna, and who doesn't want lasagna? <laughs> and just just polling people and trying to to guide them. Lasagna. What do you think of lasagna? Oh. how many people want lasagna and it was exactly the same voice that she was using what 10 years later mm-hmm. when she was saying who needs a mattress to sleep tonight because they can't sleep on the hard floor who is going to be able to do this who needs some yeah. support going to the just yeah just explore tonight
0: okay how many people in the room cannot sleep on the floor? Well, that's a nice parallel. I hadn't really
1: thought about that. Mm. Surely they must have done it deliberately because it was was almost the exact same shot in the exact Mm. same way. Um, Mm. Yeah, it was really good.
2: (laughs) I did wonder where she was for the signing of the document. So do you know when they they finally passed whatever the legislation was? Mm. Um, there were just two middle-aged white men on <laughs> either side of George Bush Senior. So I'll get, I'm glad we're back to normality.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: we won't have won't have the people that led this campaign mm. on
1: there.
2: Mm. Um, But she
1: she did then join the government, didn't she? Did
0: she? Yeah, yeah, that's what it said in the end, I think. She was an advisor to the... Someone.
1: Oh, it says here, Mm -hmm. um, in 2010, she became the special advisor on disability rights for the US State Department, appointed by President Barack Obama.
2: Who... Um, co justice? Yeah, what was that yeah. about?
1: Brilliant stuff. Oh,
2: was surprising? He's got to do something with his time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just going to carry on being amazing.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> G- good for him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, yes. and Michelle? Was it both of them? Yeah, it was both of them. I remember them. Mm. That's cool.
1: Also, oh, I had thought that she became the special advisor, like... A, f- a couple of years later, but no, it was a lot later, 2010. It's like 40 years later. Whoa, that's a long time. Or 30 anyway.
3: That's mm-hmm. a long time.
1: That's Man. my whole life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so she yeah, maybe though. she was
1: sidelined for decades before eventually uh, she was given a, a decent position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, as amazing as Judy was, there were some real villains. Villains?
1: So, oh, who, who was a the villain? Film?
0: Oh, I can't remember his name. What's his name? know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the president.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, Nixon was there for a while. He seemed yeah. to make things worse. Yep, I have written <laughs> fuck Nixon <connection> in my. <laughs> notebook. Oh,
1: yeah, it was all ready to go and he vetoed it, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: this is it always confuses me. With, like watching The West Wing and stuff, the way they have these colossal bills that go through, uh, that go through the statute books, where they they put sort of thirty different things into this bill that are all completely different, and then one president decides they don't like one thing and veto the whole thing and sets back mm. all these other causes for so long, and it must be so easy to to pick something that you just don't like the look of and claim you're vetoing it for some other reason. And it makes me think, just well, why don't you pass that thing and then we'll talk about this one separately <laughs> rather than trying to piggyback one thing onto another bill like we don't have enough time to to just write them all down separately. Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, that, that, was, that was a sort of side point. You're right, there were some villains. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what, what was the, the Italian sounding guy's wow. name? Was it Mur-
0: Cadafino or something?
1: Cadafino oh
0: Gioccolate.
2: Good discrimination, guys. Well done. Thanks, yeah, yeah, that, that
1: was quite That's not it? getting into can.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he was. He was pretty spineless all in all, wasn't he? Um, it's pretty pretty weak stuff. So he, it was him that sent that guy to San Diego to talk to them, right? Yeah. And that guy, I sort of felt for him a bit because he, he obviously just had <laughs> nothing he could do. Yeah. And he was trying his best, but oh.
0: I didn't feel oh. that sorry for him because he reminded me of Michael Gove. The guy that's just sent out to say the horrible stuff with no
1: answers and just (laughs) just everyone can hate him but will keep him around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) what was that that scene with someone just locking themselves in an office and then the other guy going in and saying, No, you have to
2: get out of here? That was The girl tried to leave after his.
1: That was him, wasn't
2: it? He just wanted to give his evidence and then leave.
1: And the yeah. congressman was
2: like, "No, you will listen to the other <laughs> side of this.
1: <laughs> oh, Judy
2: will be heard." <laughs> Which is now my philosophy for life.
1: Judy will be heard.
2: <laughs> yeah. Zero yes.
3: <You're> hashtag. <laughs>
0: um. But yeah, I mean, it's just. It's just shock. you. can sort of assume—that's guilty of assuming—that everyone, if they could just understand something, that they choose not to understand something. But if they could just see it, then they would change their minds. But it's just this willful ignorance and mm. callousness, and they just don't care at all. It's and it was just yeah. the political pressure that made them care or not <laughs> care, but made them make changes. It's just awful.
1: Yeah. Yep. It was. It was a. A weird one wasn't it because it you've got to think none of them are sitting there thinking oh fuck disabled people I hate those guys but they they probably were all thinking oh that's a shame isn't it Uh, if I could make them you know if I could heal their disabilities I would but I can't so never mind and it just not not taking seriously the idea that you need to make concessions and actually put some resources into making people's lives better um, and it um it, it's rare to see particularly in a film um a sort of single small group of people that can change a dialogue around something like that so much and you just think that you know what what if disabled people hadn't got organised like that, would, would things just not have progressed at all? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I think, yeah, so what you were saying, Laura, as well, is what Michael's saying there. The idea that it takes people to be Trod on for so long and treated so badly for so long. And for it's got to be them that says, Oh, well, actually, did you not notice that that this isn't right? Mm. <laughs> like just the, the lack of compassion and empathy. That yeah. like, just no one thought, Oh, maybe we should put some ramps in so that people <sighs> in wheelchairs can get into buildings mm. until people in wheelchairs said, I'd quite like to get into
0: buildings, please. But even then, they were like, "No, you don't <laughs> yeah. need to get into this building." I, oh, I don't want just, to put in the wrap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like, what else are we doing? Who else are we just ignoring the needs of?
1: That's my thought. Is uh, what? What are we still getting wrong? <laughs> and oh, so and much, who I else imagine. is is just suffering in silence? Um, and then you can you can see the argument that, that I think some of them were were making this argument fairly kind of sincerely saying it it would cost so much to make all buildings compliant to to what you're asking for and and it's yeah just just that change of heart that they had to have between saying this would be great but it's too expensive to saying that this is so essential that we really do need to spend that money. Um, and I, I wonder what else we're doing that with, things that we actually yeah. do know are problems for people, but that we think we can't go to all that trouble just for you. Because um, it seems unthinkable now that you would just just not bother with any wheelchair access to public buildings. Um, particularly when you're building them new. Oh, but,
3: yeah. Um, what else are we doing? I think, as in, I'm not sure if this compares, um, but it might have been in one of the uh, films that I've watched on Netflix about, uh, I am not sure if it was the flu or the pandemic or I guess certainly some disease, but I think... Mm. Um, uh, they were saying that it was just too expensive to provide uh, the flu vaccine for all the immigrants who cross the border between Mexico and the United States are and stay in the shelters. And mm. it has been shown right. that providing that vaccine, I guess, is useful for the immigrants because <laughs> they don't die of
2: <laughs> yep.
3: of, of that disease. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, but but I think that the government of the United States has said that either it's just too expensive, or for some reason they are unwilling to provide funding for that vaccine.
1: Mm. Oh. And it's yeah. How, how can you? How can you kind of compare that and say, look how how, how many like military helicopters would you have to not build in order to, to just completely solve this problem And it with flu vaccines, it's probably like yeah. one. Yeah.
3: Wait, but then, okay, yes, I totally see that, but then surely there are so many more problems that perhaps individually can be easily solved, but we also have, somehow have to look at them and I say in aggregate, given that they exist in aggregate and we cannot, I guess, focus all, as in we, uh, probably there isn't enough money to solve all the problems just by g- yeah. giving money, right? Uh, so maybe, yes, when we look at one particular example and we say, oh, I guess that this I, I I just happen to see how easily it can be fixed, and maybe in that example, it you just have to go through all the bureaucracy and solve that example. But the coexistence of so many so many problems uh, make it per- perhaps make me say that it's it's just impossible to 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 solve them all at once.
1: Yeah, that's that's absolutely true, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Uh, so which ones do you keep trying to solve and which ones uh-huh. do you try and see the bigger picture and say, well, we need to stop spending at some point? This was I'm, I, I'm kind of glad we, we have not yet picked Schindler's list for the film club, but this was the a thing he struggled with at the end of that film mm. when they're all sort of praising him as this hero saying, thank you, you've saved so many of us. And he just says, look at this watch I'm wearing. I could have sold that for another hundred mm. marks, and I could have got another two people free and he's there are a hundred people there thanking him for saving their lives, but he's saying what why on earth did I not just do one more or two more you know, why didn't I sell my house why didn't I and he was obsessed with this idea that he he should have gone further um, and maybe he should have and maybe we all should have but it's yeah you, you can always do more that's the the weird thing about um about charity collectors and stuff people kind of resent uh being asked for money on the street by people collecting for charity but for some bizarre reason because of i guess the way that human brains just don't really handle numbers properly um we we will definitely give a lot more money to Towards important causes, if people stand around and shake buckets at us, because we're not, for some reason, we're not capable of just doing the sum in our head saying, How important is me having a certain lifestyle? How important, you know, how many people's lives can I spend by, can I save by spending a certain amount of money? Um, and making yes, that decision? Yes, I had that very
0: argument weaponized against me not that long ago. Really? Bloody, that guy went in from a milkshake habit.
1: <laughs> you have to remind me
0: I've I signed up for bloody £12 a month to the British Art Foundation because I owned up to, to, to having a milkshake a day
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, he
0: said would you give up one milkshake a week to save a child's life
1: Oh, <laughs> you can't say no can you <laughs> well
2: but, that's a good milkshake
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the, the impossible thing is like yeah, of course. Like he, he's right, <laughs> isn't he? And then once it's milkshake, it's like, what about running a car? Well, you yeah. don't need that, do you? You could just get mm-hmm. the bus and s- s- donate more money to charity. What about um, living in a house away from your parents? No one needs to do that. Um, you could give that up and do, give more money away. Um, maybe we should be
0: doing all these things, but it's, maybe
1: we should. But I, I mean, not no one does, to think like that. and no one's suggesting that we do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- there are, I guess, some people who who dedicate their lives to to feeding the poor um, and helping people in need. Maybe we should all do it, but it's at some point, maybe you have to have a, you, you have to try and just improve your own life. When, when is it time to be a bit selfish? It's hard to know. Ugh. if you're a Muslim this is easy um they they have the numbers set for them, don't they do they I don't know yeah. about this. it's one of the one of the pillars of islam is is charity, and I think that in order to be a proper Muslim, you are supposed to give away is it one twelfth or one twentieth of Everything that you earn after, um, after you paid for food and shelter. Oh well. Wow. And, and so that's easy, and lo- loads and loads of Muslims just work out how much that is, and they pick the charity of their choice, and they donate it because um, that's what what the faith tells them to, and it must it's got to be kind of comforting having a number that you can put on it. <laughs> uh, I've given my five percent, but yeah. then, of course, in my opinion, it it can't possibly work like that. Somebody who's got a lot should be donating a lot, and someone with very little shouldn't be giving anything at all. And that's that's mm-hmm. baked into the tax system. So then, maybe taxes are another way that the, that this happens. We we could say, well, I pay my taxes. That's that's what we, as a society, have decided that you have to pay. Ah, um, uh, oh.
0: but it doesn't work.
1: These are impossible answers, aren't they? Yeah.
0: Just eat the rich,
1: that's what I say. Eat the rich. I like it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Crip camp. Crip,
1: Crip camp. camp. What other thoughts? Do we have? This is, it's a good se- soundboard to, to start talking about some other things, isn't it, Crip yeah. camp? Um, what about other what, characters? What about the cool guy with the yeah. cigarette? Oh, yeah. What do we think about the cool guy with the cigarette? He was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd have got on with him. I think he thought he was too cool.
0: Wh- which one was that? Was that is it? Was it Jimmy Lebrecht, I... the no, guy I... who was in it throughout, or was there another guy with a cigarette that I can't remember? J- Jimmy
2: uh, was he... actual cool.
1: I can't remember which one Jimmy was. The, the The guy in the the camp at the start. I think he was. I think he had a wheelchair. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I remember. He looked about <laughs> like Jacob Rees-Mogg.
2: Mm, but with long hair
1: <laughs> And he was so blase about everything, he was kill.
2: Cool. <laughs> I really liked Steve. So uh, I think remind me of Steve. I think he had um I don't really know. He so he was very vocal um at the sort of round table discussions. I remember particularly when they were talking about uh, parents, um, and how protective and stuff they were. Um, mm. and he was just so passionate about it. You could just hear how, and like he had he had sort of trouble with speech and stuff, but he he was so eloquent in mm. his yeah. way. Uh, I yeah, I thought that was fascinating to watch. Um, I just thought he, yeah, I thought he represented what must be an incredibly frustrating situation. Mm. Just yeah, really powerfully. It really affected mm. me.
1: He, the one of the bits that that amazed me the most was it in that scene when he is is to, yeah describing something or other And the girl sitting opposite him spoke up and I don't know if you remember, they they didn't even, um, they didn't subtitle it. It it was, you couldn't understand Mm. what she was saying or I couldn't. And clearly the filmmakers couldn't. (laughs) They waited patiently until she'd finished speaking. And I, I just thought, wow, isn't that amazing? They've, That's obviously the right thing to do, isn't it? Let people have a a chance to speak, even if even if no one can understand them. But he totally could understand her, and then he said, "I think what she's trying to say is this," and explained it all. Is Is that right? And she nodded and said, "Yeah." And I thought that. (laughs) There, there surely can't be any any better demonstration of um of why uh disabled people should be involved in in conversations about disabled people um than just that that level of understanding what other people are feeling based on sharing something um
2: mm. I think it showed huge intelligence as well, being able to work out what she was saying from very little linguistic yeah. information. Um, but he he was astute enough to figure it out. Um, I ju- yeah, yep. I th- thought that was that was good to see. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was great. Mm-hmm. Didn't particularly enjoy the whole like striptease thing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was him, wasn't that?
0: Yeah, I did quite enjoy that.
1: <laughs> that was Fun. quite something. Uh, it's only a matter of time before someone picks Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good film.
1: <laughs> I'll take your word I don't for it. want I to know. <laughs> I'll find out <laughs> we'll if save someone that chooses one. it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you not seen it. No. no. Neither have you seen it. Fernando, have you seen it?
1: No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think I know what Laura's picking next. <laughs> <laughs> Is that
2: a cog that I heard. Turn <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Mm. Um. I think those were all of my main thoughts. Did anyone else have any? Any? Uh, yeah. Any thoughts they had?
0: I just, I wondered about um, the way that they subtitled some people. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And I I thought maybe they shouldn't have done that. Okay. I know know it might have been hard for some people, and me included, to understand what they were saying, but it also feels like that's kind of catering towards a more abled audience, maybe? I I don't know. It just felt weird to...
2: How
1: do you mean? I
0: I mean, if I...
2: I don't know. I just see it as a failing in me. I see it as, as an ability that I lack, and I've been catered for. I'm I'm lucky that one of the things I'm less able at is catered for by mainstream society.
1: Yeah, the um,
2: subtitle being the having yeah, I I couldn't understand, yeah. and you know someone who's deaf can't understand because they can't hear the words. But oh well, that, hard...
0: yeah. I, well, that that's a, an argument for for subtitling everything. I think, which would be fine, mm-hmm. which would be totally fair. But they they chose to subtitle, obviously, people that it was hard to understand. But mm. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do agree with it, and I think it's a good decision, to be honest. But um, <laughs> and the directors are obviously like James Laverett and the other person who was in it. So it's not like it was a an abled person just putting subtitles on, which I think might have been a different different somehow. I don't know. I guess I think it's very complicated things, but yeah. I'm not sure. As I say,
2: I I resolve it with myself by seeing it not as the not as the subtitlers um, demeaning the people who are speaking, but rather mm. catering to my inability. Um, yeah. And that's mm. something I could get better at, presumably. I might be able to, or I might just not be able to. and. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just unlucky in that way. Um,
3: I watched the whole film with subtitles, so I did not know uh, that some people oh.
0: were.
1: <laughs> being subtitled and some people didn't. Oh. <laughs> the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: there we go. well. Oh,
0: but yeah, that was my last thought.
1: So. I think no, I can oh, I, I can maybe see what what you're thinking. Um do you remember that? That TV show <laughs> Trawler Men a few years ago. <laughs> so offensive. It, it, it was like a crappy reality TV show, but it followed a bunch of uh, of trawler men people uh, fishing in the North Sea, and um, they were they were so Scottish, and they spoke in in such a like particular dialect. I guess it was Aberdeen or something.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, mm. That. They they put subtitles on for big yeah. parts of what they, they were speaking English, and I, I did think like, does that seem a bit um, exactly like a bit That's insulting what... to them? Say because uh, you're sort of saying, look, I don't think anyone's going to understand you because <laughs> you're talking so funny. Um, but then at the same time, p- but it was really difficult to understand what they were saying if if you didn't if you weren't from that area. Well, that seems um, like a you problem. Yeah, but I mean, then I'll just not bother watching the film, right? <laughs> like, uh, it, it's my problem that I can't understand Japanese, um, but I, I would just never watch any Japanese films unless there were subtitles. Mm. I, and I don't think you can expect everybody to understand every accent and language variety in the world, Um I, I think translation and subtitling is a is a good thing um as i think you were saying for this it you think it, it probably is the right decision but yeah. i can see what you mean because you <laughs> do sort funny, of have then. to you do <laughs> sort of have to openly say i don't think most of the target audience is going to understand you so we're yeah. subtitling you yeah
2: uh, yeah and when it's only certain people it does become very personal it's, you it's know. marked mm.
1: yeah, yeah it's different somehow uh, yeah, and per- yeah perhaps it's that's been everyone. even yes. there we are uh, perhaps it's even more noticeable if the person is trying to speak in what people would understand as a, a common like standard dialect um yeah funny no, I'm glad they did though, because I think it's important for people to to hear what they're saying, and that they said a lot of good stuff. That
0: oh yeah, that's the main thing, I suppose. Is, yeah. is uh, But yeah, mm. oh, that's a good good point. <laughs> um...
1: Good film. Thank you for picking, it, Fernando. Yes, oh, thank, thank you. Thank I you. learned.
0: I learned things, and I always like learning things.
1: Yeah, thank you for watching it.
0: Except when I don't like learning things. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I play the music?
2: If you're I suppose ready. we should ask if there was any symbolism. Oh, God, <laughs> God
0: we're getting really bad at remembering that.
1: <laughs> it's <is> important. <laughs> I, I thought of it, I just decided not to say anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you were a fan of the symbolism until recently, Mike. Sometimes the, the symbolism
1: most, can be good. I I an enthusiastic
0: some... <laughs> table thumper
1: <laughs> well, in least, those days. When you, if you're going <laughs> to do something you've got to commit to it haven't you um yeah i guess th- this was not a this was not like a an experimental piece of cinema was it this was a, a documentary maybe there's no this symbolism in documentaries
0: oh you can't just throw that in at the last minute
1: there's no symbolism in documentaries
0: <laughs> right well there definitely is but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there wasn't this. Maybe there was. I don't. I didn't think about it to be honest.
1: Yeah. Unless it is a right
0: documentary
3: now. on symbolism.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, no, it's broken my brain. Okay. <laughs> the
0: whole the whole sit-in is symbolic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Can you elaborate? It's symbolic of their of their refusal. Mhm. Well I suppose it's their literal refusal to move. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to tell what's symbolic <laughs> and what's literal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's well, a hunger literalism. Stri- a hunger strike is 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 um yeah. No. That's quite literal as well, isn't Hungry it?
1: Hungry for equality. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you meant. No. 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 <laughs>
0: um <laughs> Mm-hmm. i mean i feel like it's got a symbolic element of like i will i will waste away no that's that's literal i oh, forget it let's just i'm gonna play the music oh well.
1: <laughs> <Great. laughs> so anyone
0: else wants to have a go <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry it was a valiant attempt yeah
0: okay, well, right here we go the camp the camp was a symbol- right the camp was symbolic there we go i'm gonna end it now
2: yeah
0: <laughs> Yep. yep. <laughs>
1: Oh, so well, Laura. Would you like to pick the last film before the Oscars?
0: Yes, I have decided. Right, oh, no. what's going to be? No, I haven't. No, sorry, no, I changed oh. my mind. <laughs>